Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and uh, this is Sewing Hope, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Uh, we're not live on the air today, but that uh, doesn't mean we're not here for you. Uh, welcome, Anne, and welcome to the program, and thank you so much for uh, being here, as always. Oh, good morning, <laughs> and it's wonderful to be here, and I am excited about our terrific guest this morning. <laughs> yes, tell us about who it is. Uh, welcome to... Robert LeBlanc coming to us from Toronto, Canada, and he is an author, a catechist, and also a teacher. So uh, welcome to you, Robert. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having invited me to be here, Anne and Bill. It's uh, great great to meet you. So thank It you. really is. I'm humbled and excited to be here, so thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, you have a, a, a really extensive bio. I would love for people to, to hear it, so I'm going to read your, your bio. Um, he is a Catholic high school teacher, as well as a retreat leader. Uh, experiences have, have helped him develop skills, opening the scriptures to help others understand their relevance to our contemporary lives. He's taught Catholic schools in Toronto for over 25 years, during which time he also facilitated a number of staff faith formation events at the school, uh, the board and provincial levels. On top of this, he has spent more than 10 years in parish catechetical work, facilitating confirmation prepara uh, preparation classes, as well as evening parish missions for adults and men's prayer groups. Most recently, Robert has been facilitating the summer retreat series at Catholic Land in Holland Landing, just north of Toronto. Some of his writing and video work can be found at catholicmoment.ca. And his first book is Who Do You Say That I Am? And Other Questions Christ Asks Us, uh, published in November 2019 by Justin Press. And you can find that at justinpress.ca. So welcome again. Thank How you. are you doing this morning? Very blessed. Very blessed. Uh, thank you very much. So, weather up here is beautiful right now. Uh, we've had some great sunshine and uh, the humidity seems to have gotten out of the air. So uh, like I say, I'm blessed and just taking advantage and being a, a Catholic high school teacher um, in the midst of summer vacation, uh, really take that as a blessing to, to have the time to go out and, and be with God. So thank you. 
Oh, absolutely. Now I'll tell our listener that you are a husband and also a father. Your wife is Aaliyah and your son is Michael. He's 16. And I know that right now you are uh, on vacation too, I believe. So uh, thank you for being able to tape this podcast during your vacation time up in Canada. Um, yeah. So yeah, with, with kind of everything that's been going on, we hadn't had a chance to, to visit my in-laws for the, the last six months and uh, decided this week would be the, the week to, to come and visit. And so, yeah, we have the internet connection, so we're, we're all good to go. And uh, they treat us so well. So it, it is like a vacation when we come here because they, they, they look after us so very, very well. And uh, so very fortunate that... Uh, God called me to be a part of this family as well as my own. Yes, we are so blessed. And I'm looking at your website right now. I want to repeat it for those listening. It's catholicmoment.ca. It's an absolutely beautiful website. I was complimenting on uh, the website just before we started. And so you definitely have to check that out as uh, there are some videos there. Uh, and I wondered if you can explain those short videos because it's a series that pops right up on the front page. So yeah, the the, the notion of Catholic moment was, was percolating for for a number of years, and really the the, the initial idea behind it was to to be doing these uh, as moment catholique to to be doing them in French because uh, I always found difficulty trying to find something. Catholic and in French, and there, there is a lot out there in French as well that I've come to find over the years. And I thought, well, if I'm doing them in French, and I can can do them in, in English as well. And the 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 notion was be to just in a brief moment, you know, anywhere from from three to five, and I think the, the longest ones are about seven minutes long, to take a part of our Catholic faith and just open it up and and explain it and to to you know talk about it and give a, a real quick hit a, a Catholic moment uh, and if you were to go back and go through all the videos and if you were to look at some of the very first videos uh, they were rough they, they, they were really really rough uh, and I knew that the, the, the idea was good but I needed help in the production end and so what I did is I got in touch with uh, his name is Deacon Pedro and he's a producer with Salt and Light Television up here in Canada which I don't know if you've heard of Salt and Light Television um, very similar to EWTN in a lot of ways. It's, it's the, the Canadian Catholic television channel. And I said, like, listen, I need help. Uh, and so for the, the price of a lunch, he, he took me under his wing and uh, show, showed me around the studios and showed me what I needed to be doing to, to help with the production value of those. And so those have progressed over the last year and a half. Uh, while the pandemic was on, I was able to talk about, you know, how to maintain a prayer life in, in our home uh, with all the craziness of having the whole family under the, the roof at the same time. Uh, look at, you know, Catholic films for, for during the quarantine. Uh, the, the most recent one that I did a couple of weeks ago was, you know, talking about confession. Why bother going to confession? It seems to be one of the sacraments that is uh, most undervalued or, or most shied away from and I know for myself for the longest time I had difficulty with the sacrament of reconciliation with the notion of going to confession and it was probably 20-25 years that I went without going to the, the sacrament of, of reconciliation and once I did it was just such a 
a relief for my soul. And so now when I, I talk to my students about this, because teenagers themselves will be very reticent in, uh, about the sacrament. And, and, and it can be scary when you're, you go to speak and the visual is you're speaking to another human being and you're offloading all the, the things that you know you've done wrong. But once we realize that we're, we're actually speaking to Christ through the priest, and I always uh, take the, the sacrament of confession, the, the sacrament of reconciliation, and compare it to taking a shower for our soul, right? And so I'll, I'll ask my students in the classroom, uh, not by show of hands, but I'll say, you know, how, how often or do, do you shower? Do you know, most of us shower on a daily basis. So if we're taking that much care into our, our physical bodies, shouldn't we be doing the same with our immortal soul? that you know, will actually live on past our, our earthly time. Uh, and so they, they start to, to get it that way. So that's kind of the nexus of Catholic moment is to take those small little ideas and those questions that pop up in my classroom and, and explain them within that brief period of time. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Uh, I can't help also but mention, Robert, is that on the very front page of catholicmoment.ca, is a uh, a logo for Fiat Ministry Network. Yes. Right on that front page. Now, they're good friends of ours. I'd love for you to explain to us uh, the connection there because Patchwork Heart and Fiat Ministry Network uh, do a lot of collaborative work, right, Bill? Yeah, and, 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 I'll, and I'll have to get the Patchwork Heart one up there as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so the way that came about was, uh, again, we have to look at sometimes the, the blessings that come out of dire situations. So with the, the, the pandemic that's going around the world and things shutting down, what ended up happening, and I think your listeners probably saw this as well, was uh, all of these online conferences started popping up. And uh, myself as a, as a Catholic layperson uh, got, in, got involved, watched the Theology of the Body, watched the Eucharistic conference, and then was invited by Dominic D'Souza of smartcatholics.com to give a presentation for the a Renewed Hope conference. And in that one, I was asked to give a talk about being a magnetic Catholic and how can we just by living our faith, draw others into, into the faith. And from that talk, I ended up somehow being in the promotional video. And from the promotional video, uh, a good friend of mine, and you, you guys maybe know Al Smith, who works oh, yes. with the, the, the Sheen Foundation and on Fiat Ministry Network has the Hungry for More show, uh, invited me to come on his show from there. And so that's how the Fiat Ministry Network logo ended up uh, on my website. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they're just an amazing network. For folks who haven't checked out yet fiat ministry network uh please go over i mean you can just click on the link on your website uh and and get access because uh there's so many great shows and and, and it's so wonderful to see uh, you really getting out there in on many different platforms to you know to share your message and to share your uh catholic moment because it's so important uh to to get out there and share i think we're in a we're in a world right now where the digital age is so important uh, to be sh to be sharing the gospel, um, you know, and and using the mediums that that we have, and it's, it's great that you 
ventured out and um, you know researched you know, salt and light and talked to these people to to create you know good high quality media because this is what the world needs right now you know th- this is what the world needs right now during this time of pandemic so so kudos to you for stepping up and uh, and, and creating this because um, we just need it we need it desperately for all humanity oh, th- thank you uh, I I've feel sometimes a little bit overwhelmed by the the whole aspect of it and, and find it very daunting. I, I'll look at the lamps. I was part of the, the Renewed Hope Conference and then again uh, the Immortal Combat Men's Conference, which was also put on through Smart Catholics and Father Dwight Longenecker. And I look at the, the lineups that they're putting out there and I see my name up there as well and kind of I feel, I feel a, little bit, a little bit overwhelmed by the, the whole aspect of it. And on the other hand, too, I, I'm finding I'm constantly having to remind myself as I venture out into this new medium, which is the, the new the new pantheon, I guess, you know, St. Paul uh, went out to the, the medium that he had uh, when he was in, in Corinth. And so the, the internet is that new medium for this new evangelization and, and putting out into the deep. And I'm finding I'm constantly having to remind myself what I'm putting that out there it's not about me but it's about god and, and there, there are times where i find myself getting caught up in that this is for the glory of robert and it's not for the glory of god and then i really i have to pull myself back i have to pull myself back and, it, and that's what i found very very difficult and then putting stuff out there and worried about what is the response going to be like um and sometimes realizing i can't take that response personally because it's not necessarily attacking who i am but it's attacking the the message in in some ways so it is it is daunting and and thanks be to god for for folks like you Anne and bill for offering these these platforms as well to help get the message out yeah well it's it's a blessing for both of us. I think I can speak for Bill in that way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, yeah, it is. It's, it's wonderful. It's really a gift. It is. And and uh, to meet people like yourself who are doing just such incredible work for the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm on the page right now with the video series. And as I said, again, I mean, the website is really just beautifully laid out. And the last video that you did was Confession, Why Bother? And then the one underneath that is how to listen when God answers and underneath that, do whatever he tells you. And uh, so they're, they're just uh, amazing videos. Uh, What's it like for you when you're actually producing those? Because uh, they're just so well done. Thank you. It's, uh, it's done out of my basement, right? That's, and and I think, again, that's the, the beauty of the internet and the beauty of this, this media that we, we have is that, um, those of us that feel called but aren't necessarily working right within the, the the mass media environment we still can in our basement get a couple of lights pointed in the right direction i film those using my my smartphone right? and then a, and a little microphone uh, and in, in the basement too it's hardwood floors and it's about a seven foot ceiling. So the sound bounces all over the place down there. So I've got pillows and blankets and, and everything. So it, it, 
and that's also taken for me some time to get used to talking to an empty room and talking to the camera. Uh, I've been teaching for over 25 years. I'm used to having a live audience and I'm used to when, uh, you know, I make a little joke because for, for me, you know, uh, there has to be some kind of happiness to, to draw the people in. And I'm used to when I make that joke that there's a reaction that comes back to me. Uh, so when you're doing that all by yourself with just the camera going in no direction, that, that sometimes takes a, a, a little bit of getting used to. So, and then sit down with the, the, the computer and piece it all together afterwards. Yeah. Well, once again, I commend you. I know you're not doing it all for yourself. It's all for it's all for for the Lord and and for the church and and the people. So uh, how how wonderful. And then how about your book? I mean, I'll repeat again the name of your book. Who do you say that I am? And other questions that Christ asks us. Uh, that that's a a beautiful uh, piece of work that you're doing. And uh, and you said it's it was published this past December, was it? Yeah, it was uh, last November. Okay. Uh, by Justin Press, which is a small Canadian Catholic publisher out of Ottawa, Ontario, uh, and they they do great great work, and they they've got a, a great list of of authors that they produce. Um, again, it's a, a small a smaller press, um, but it doesn't you know small press large press it doesn't change the, the Kind of the content that, that they're putting out and whenever i talk about the book i always like to, to start off by saying you know god, god is good our, our god is a good god because only god can take a trip to ikea and change it into a, a published book which is also can can be done uh i do it usually as a half day or a full day retreat um th th this content and and I'll explain how, how a trip to Ikea all of a sudden became a, a, a book and a day-long retreat. Uh, I was sent on a mission to get red seat cushions for our kitchen. We had just redone the, the kitchen table. I had stripped it down and, and restained it, and we bought some new chairs. And my wife, Ellie, was like, that would look great with red seat cushions. You need to go to Ikea to get red seat cushions. And the, the Ikea from where we were living at the time was about a, a 45 minute to an hour drive. And whenever I'm in the car for that long, I'll pop in a, a Lighthouse Catholic Media CD and just listen to, to the talk. I get, get those once a month. And so whenever I'm in the car on my own, I'll put that in. And this happened to be a talk. And at the time it was Father Baron, now Bishop Baron, he was doing a talk. And I can't remember the title of the talk but he was talking about the story of the blind beggar Bartimaeus. And as Christ was walking through Jericho and Bartimaeus, you know, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. And they try to push the, the beggar aside, you know, son of David, have mercy on me. And Christ asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And Father Barron said, wouldn't that make a great retreat is to go through the series of questions that Christ asked us. I kind of went, yeah, that's a cool idea. And you could pick out different questions and just do, do brief reflections. That, that wasn't. And then as this idea was fermenting in the back of my head, I started thinking, but why questions? Why, what's important about questions? And the more I thought about this, I thought, about, well, question and answer, kind of what 
we're doing here today is a way that we, we grow in relationship with other people. And I, I thought of a time uh, back, um, a neighbor of, of ours, and we, we both had golden retrievers and we would take the dogs out for walks together. And as we were growing in friendship, we would ask questions and answer, you know, childhood and where we came from and, and careers and, and all of that. And I thought it was kind of almost like a dance of question and answer. And the more I thought about this growing in relationship and, and question and answers within a relationship, I started to realize there's almost a, a hierarchy of question and answers. Uh, and there's some questions that you don't even give any thought to. So again, thinking about walking the dog, uh, I'll take the dog for a walk through the park and you cross paths with someone as you're walking through the park and they'll ask, how are you doing? And the answer to that is always fine. Now, I've actually started changing the way I answer. If I, if I cross paths with a stranger and they ask, how are you doing? I, I've decided now my, my answer is actually, I'm blessed, which mm. is kind of like saying I'm fine, but I'm blessed. But that also gives them a pause to, to stop and, and think for a minute. Mm. Uh, I'll say I'm blessed. Because if when you meet with a, that stranger and you decide that you're going to go through all of your troubles and worries and aches and pains, uh, they're going to look at you like you have two heads because you're just giving them way too much information. When they ask, how are you doing? They're expecting that fine and they'll keep going. You keep going. Everything's, everything's great. Once you start getting into question and answer, say with friends or at work with colleagues. So if I have a colleague that, that comes in and asks a question uh, at school, uh, we'll pay attention to them and, and give them a, a good answer. And then when the boss walks in, so when my principal walks in and she has a question, I know that I've got to stop whatever it is I'm doing, really put down and, and pay attention to, to that so I can give a coherent answer to the boss. Uh, and then when it comes to our family, of course, we're going to want to give them even more attention to that. I, I know when my wife asks me a question, I know I have to put my phone down and, 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 and really focus on, on what she's asking so that I can answer her properly. And, and actually with that, it's gotten to a point where my wife has picked up. I have a little bit of a defense mechanism when she asks me a question. As soon as she asks a question, I'll always say, pardon me hoping that she'll repeat the question that give, gives me some time to think but she's actually clued into that every time she asks a question i say pardon me and so now she'll just stop and wait to see if i actually hurt her the first time or not right so uh, it's a bit of an ongoing joke with, 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 with <laughs> us, you know? and so when i'm thinking about that and then i start thinking well when christ is asking us the question when our lord is asking the question when our savior is asking the question, then we really need to pay attention to how we answer. Okay. And so then I start with the, the, the quintessential question of our, our faith. Who do you say that I am? Okay. And actually, in that gospel story, that isn't actually the first question that I asked, the first that, that Christ asked. The first question that Christ asked is, who does the world say that I am? Okay. And so we need to stop and think, well, who does the world or what does the world say God is? Right? So not God, the Father, God, the Son, but who, does the, 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 who is the world calling us or what is the, God, the world calling us to revere as a God? And when you look at that, it's, it's 
wealth and health and, and power. Right? And then Christ says, but who do you say that I am? And whenever I talk about this with my students, I always like to, to pull out C.S. Lewis. And, and the teenagers all know C.S. Lewis because the, 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 the Narnia Chronicles. And C.S. Lewis says, when, when Jesus asks us this question, who do you say that I am? There's only three possible answers. He's either a, a liar and the most dangerous liar that ever walked the earth, or he's a lunatic, or he's a madman, or he's telling the truth. He is the Lord. And we have to choose one of those three answers. And when we say that Christ is Lord, it changes the way that we live our lives. And it changes the way that we approach the world. It changes the way that we approach others. And so at the end of each chapter of the book, I always have the, the, the point, I call them points to ponder. I have three, three questions. And so at the end of the, the chapter of, of who do you say that I am, I, I ask the readers to stop and think, you know, who or what is the world calling you to revere as God? And what does it mean to say that Jesus is God? And how can this be revolutionary today? How can it be revolutionary in our world to say that, that Christ is Lord? And then since the book was published, I actually thought of another question. So Christ asks us, who do you say that I am? And we, we need to, to focus on how we answer that. But at the end of our earthly life, and when we come to the end of our, our life here, and we stand before God, we stand before God the Father, we stand before Christ, it will actually be our turn to ask that question. So at the end of this life, when we're, we're standing before God and we ask, Lord, who do you say that I am? Lord, who do you say that Robert is? How is he going to answer? I love right. that. Right. So do I. I um, really love that. And so we will have to show him because God will answer with what we've shown during this lifetime. And so it's, it's, it's so, so very important. Now, the one thing I noticed as I went through the, the eight different questions in the book, I, I realized at about question six, the answer is right there. The answer is always right there. So who do you say that I am? And, and the answer is there from Peter. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, uh, or that first question that started it all, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, I want, to see, but he, and, and he, as much as he's talking about his physical sight, he's also talking about his spiritual sight. And when you think about it, when Bartimaeus's eyes were opened, the first person he saw was Christ. How beautiful is that, right? Uh, I, I look at the question uh, as well. Christ asked, "Do you also want to go away?" At, at the end of the Eucharistic discourse, and. Everyone's saying this teaching is too hard. How can we eat his flesh and drink his blood? It's too hard. And they walked with him no longer. And Christ turns to the apostles. Would you also wish to go away? And again, St. Peter, to whom else shall we turn? You have the words of eternal life. And one thing I always like pointing out with that story is the, that line, the verse, and they walked with him no longer, which is in John chapter 6, verse 66. So then all of a sudden you have six, six, six. They're no longer walking with Jesus. Right. Right. So that, that always 
blows me away. And when I share that with the kids, they're just like, oh. <laughs> um, and the final question I look at the, the book, I look, I look at eight questions. The final question is right before the ascension and Christ is walking along the beach with Peter and Simon, son of John, do you love me? And there's, there really is no scarier question out there. And when you think back when you were a teenager and dating and the, the person you're dating looked at you and said, do you love me? It's like, okay, I better get this, this answer right <laughs> or, or else. Uh, and Peter again answers for us. Yes, Lord, you know that I, I love you. And Christ asked him that three times because you know, Peter denied him three times. But each time as well, Christ gives Peter a job to do. Feed my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. And, and from there we have to think, well, who are the sheep that Christ is putting before us or calling us to, to feed? Who are the lambs that he's calling us to tend? Right? Mm. And, and so there's as, as much as Christ is always saying, come, come, come. At the end, he's saying, go, go out, go and feed my sheep. Go and tend my lambs. And so it's just... Again, like I said, the, the questions are there. We have to pay attention to how we answer the questions, but the answers are there for, for us as well. I love how you've laid it out. I, I feel like I could listen to you for a really long time and just co contemplate everything. I'm sure Bill's thinking the same yeah, thing. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, either that I'm, or you'll fall asleep, he's thinking right? thinking the so. same thing. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, no, I'm just absolutely enthralled by uh, what you're able to present and, and some of the thoughts that... Um, you have that are truly inspirations from the Holy Spirit. They, they, they really are inspirations from the Holy Spirit because, um, because it's, it's edifying, it's building up the faith in people, and that is just incredible, uh, some of the insights that you have. And I really, really, really um, appreciate the fact that you are um, able to put together, you know, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, put together these thoughts uh, and share them with our audience today, because I, I really feel that there are some huge insights and also ways of presenting it. You know, a lot of times we know the scripture verses, we know, um, you know, the general concepts, we hear these, uh, we hear almost every one of these uh, scripture passages at Mass at some point during the year, so Catholics are familiar with the readings, but uh, oftentimes it's the, it's the way we present them. And it's the way that the Holy Spirit reveals to us the living Word of God. And He's revealed the living Word of God to you, Robert, in a very um, beautiful way, uh, it's so, that, so that you can affect some, some deep change in people's hearts. And also, question asking is one of the best things you can do to yes. help somebody grow in faith. Um, you know, ask questions, and, you know, Christ knows that, but then also, you know, Discovering the answers is, is is a beautiful thing. So so thank you so much for uh, all the careful thought that you put into put put into this because it's well, it's you. clearly you know uh, evident to me. Yeah, to me too. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better than really stopping in your tracks and and contemplating the Lord in your life and in our in all of our lives. And I think you're enabling people to do that just the way that you presented it and your writing skills. Uh, now, I'd love for people to find out how they can get this book. Uh, so maybe you can tell us there. I know you said that it's through, is it Justin Press? Yeah, so, so they can order it through Justin Press. 
Ca, uh, they can they could do that. Uh, again, you, you you keep mentioning the website. I still haven't figured out how to to offer that through my own website. So I would suggest them go to, to justinpress.ca uh, and they can order that through through them. Uh, or if they wanted to just touch base with me through the through my website so they could send me a message from the contact page of the website or they can email me. Uh, the email is Momont. So it always comes out in French. So it's because uh, that was the original intent of the waste, but, but moment catho, M-O-M-E-N-T-C-A-T-H-O at gmail.com. So moment catho, the, the lick, catho is the, the short, in French is the kind of the short form for Catholic. Uh, hmm. So that, that's where that came from. So moment catho at gmail.com, uh, if they want, or through the, the contact page on the website is probably easier. Uh, and I could, myself get a, a copy to them as well uh, for that but you know, I, think, I think God has blessed me with the, the vocation of being in education uh, which I guess allows me to present I'm, I'm just through the formation of 25 years of, of teaching uh, the way you present things to, to help open them up and make people think and make people stop and think uh, not everybody likes being asked questions though it's uh, uh, one thing I find people don't like to be challenged or, or some people don't like being being challenged for that uh, but hopefully can can overcome that and the other thing too that uh, as you were talking a little bit about Bill is, is taking the time to stop and think and, and ponder uh, as I found in our society today, we have a, a, a problem with silence and stopping and taking that, that time. And I'm just as bad as the, the next one. When I go to, to sit quietly, uh, I need to actually forcefully leave my phone in the other room. So as much as I'd be sitting there silently, there's the white noise of, noise of the, the, the phone going. And, uh, uh, I, I read a year or so ago uh, Cardinal Robert Serra's uh, The Power of Silence, and that really made me start thinking uh, we need to incorporate that silence into our lives. And he, and he has a, a line in the book that I absolutely love is if we don't have silence, how can we find God? Right? We need to have that silence to find God. Uh, and so one of the things I, I started doing with my students uh, again, blessing of, of teaching in a Catholic high school is we have the chapel there with the, the blessed sacrament in the tabernacle. And, and that's always my first stop every day. That's one of the things I miss the most on summer vacation is being able to go and stop every morning for five minutes with, with Christ. And one of the things I, I do with my students is on Fridays, on our last lesson of the, the week, for the last 15 minutes, we go down to to the chapel for adoration. We do like a, a Lectio Divina. And the way the, the chapel is set up at my school is there's actually big plate glass doors that lead into the chapel. So we actually start outside of the chapel uh, and the look of confusion on their face when I tell them, well, there's already somebody in the chapel and they're looking and there's nobody sitting in there. Like, Who's in there? Who's in? And it, they, we eventually 
pull it out that that Christ is in there. Okay, God's in there, but you can physically touch him if, if you want. And they finally come to understand that he's present in the in the Blessed Sacrament. And we, I'll take them in and we'll do a lectio. So we'll start with a, a little prayer. I'll read the gospel reading of the day, and then I let them sit in silence. And if you want to see a group of twenty to thirty teenagers twitch, have them sit silently for five minutes. No phone, no talking. And I even have them spread out from their friends, just absolute silence. And the, the first time we go through, I'll, I'll only let them go three minutes because that's about all they can handle. And by the end of the semester, we're up to about 10 minutes of silence. And they actually will ask, are we going to the chapel? Are we going to? The... And they come to recognize that they need that excuse to unplug for that time. And, it, and they just enjoyed that moment whether they're they're catholic or not or believers or not they look forward to that time of silence and, and that's something that's so missing in our world today yeah oh, it is and and you know one of the one of the things that i i really appreciate and i think reading a little bit between the lines too is that you know christ is a person and he has to be experienced you know, we can study theology, we can study the faith, we can know about God, but knowing God is something totally different. And so it's so wonderful that you not only teach the nuts and bolts and the theology of the faith, but you then also dedicate the time to say, okay, we're going to go experience God, we're going to go experience Him um, so that I know God, not just know about Him. And that is a powerful, powerful, um, I think, lesson for each and every one of us to take the time to not only uh, know about God, because we can sit there and we can read wonderful books and we can go and understand a whole lot about who God is through, um, you know, reading, you know, great religious books and, and great uh, commentary, but then we also have to dedicate the time to our prayer life to know God and know what His mission is for us in, in this world. So I, I really commend you for especially putting that in young people's minds and, and helping them understand that, and then getting them to hunger it by the end of the semester, right? Uh, because because if, they, uh, if they don't have it um, as a uh, practice at the beginning, they certainly have it at the end, and maybe not every student, but it sounds like a good majority of them. Yeah. And if we get just one, if, right. if you touch at least one soul, it's all, it's all worth it. And I should have said, you know, you see a, a room full of teenagers twitch to sit silently. I've, I've seen adults, the, the exact same thing. Uh, I had the blessing of leading an Advent retreat at a parish just outside of Toronto in Markham. Uh, this past Advent, we did, did a, a Visio Divina of the joyful mysteries. So we, through artwork, we discovered the joyful mysteries. And so the artwork was up, would read the story. And then I would have them just contemplate the artwork silently for, for five to seven minutes. And you could see that at the first mystery, it was difficult for these adults to just sit there silently. But by the end of it, you could see too, that they wanted to sit there longer. Right? Yeah. And so for adults as well. Amazing. Well, I love how you're fostering the most important thing really in our faith, and that's our relationship with God. I mean, 
So as Bill said, you know, you can have all of the, uh, the books and the nuts and bolts and catechesis, which is all important, but really is, uh, is it pointing to that relationship with God is really the most important thing. And can we sit there for five minutes in silence, (laughs) either in adoration and prayer, whatever. I mean, that says a lot. And, um, so I commend you because especially working with young people, as you said, you gave them the three minutes and that was tough (laughs) to begin with. But, but, but by the end, after, uh, after four months, yeah, we get them up to about seven minutes. So. That's incredible. But, um, I don't want your listeners to think that I, I, I'm some deep mystic and spend my, my days in silence. I, uh, that's another thing. Sometimes I find it so easy to talk to talk, but to walk the walk is, is very, very difficult. And, I, and I, again, like I said, I catch myself. Uh, I'll sit down to to pray or I'll, I'll sit down just to, to contemplate and silence, or I'll even just sit down to read. But if my phone is with me, all of a sudden an hour has gone by and I realize I haven't done any of the, that, that I set, I set out to do. Um, so it's very difficult. And that's uh, one, one of the talks that I, I put out on Catholic moment, right at the height of the, the pandemic when everyone was really locked down. So this would have been end of March or, or through April was how to find silence in a quarantine filled Catholic home. Right. And so in, in that home where you're doing homeschooling and laundry and working from home, how do you find that silence? And, and a lot of it comes down to discipline. And, and there's a reason why disciple and discipline go together because it takes discipline to be a disciple Um, but having a routine and communicating with others uh, and making sure that it's silent not just the audible silence but again that you put all distractions aside so if people are looking for ways to incorporate that silence I would say go back like I said I think it was this past March April uh did and it's only at, at its the longest of the videos I put together is, is seven minutes so uh, it really is a Catholic moment and some quick hit ideas of how to to incorporate that into your daily life thank you so much yeah I'm really enjoying this podcast you, you got me thinking me <laughs> that's a good thank thing you. that's thank a you. good thing thank you, you know, I, I, I enjoy the conversation like I said though I know sometimes I, I tend to ramble I, my students will, will say that as well and uh, how many times I catch them looking at the clock or you know, the, the odd one dozing in the back so it's uh, but that that happens it's all good I would love to talk about your parish mission talks that is something on your website, an item on your website. Uh, tell us more. So I, I offered those to be done in, in, in a number of different ways. Uh, I can go in and I'll just, I've been asked to, to talk to uh, the parents of First Communion and, and Confirmation candidates. So that will, I'll just go in and, and, and talk for, for an hour. Um, I've done Who Do You Say That I Am? I've also done a talk on developing prayer within the, the modern family. So, so creating prayer life within your modern family. And again, I start that off just with a little reflective exercise. When we stop and think, how do we spend most of our time throughout the, the course of the day? 
uh, and who do we spend most of our time speaking with? And when I did that myself, I realized I spend more time talking to my dog than I do talking with God, right? So um, <laughs> it's kind of putting things in, into priorities. Uh, do that. What I enjoy more doing, though, which is a little bit more interactive, is to, to do uh, almost like a retreat uh, based on uh, based on the book, based on prayer life. Uh, like I said, we did the Visio Divina of the, the Joyful Mysteries. Excuse me, I'll be, be doing a retreat coming up uh, based on David and Goliath and how to, to tackle our fears um, through you know, aspects of the Catholic faith, being hum humility, wisdom, virtue, courage, and the, and the grace of God. And it, when I do those, I will speak for five to ten minutes tops, and then I will ask these points to ponder. I'll give these questions to, to stop and think and give that that silent time uh, there for, for people to work. So I, I've done these in the Toronto area. Uh, and right now, too, travel is very limited, so I can't, can't venture very far. And also, too, as far as uh, getting together is, is very difficult. Uh, so uh, I've done some evening parish work within the, the parishes where I was. And then I've started as well. Um, both my the last parish we moved a couple years ago in, in, in the new parish as well. I'm a men's faith formation group. It's called the Band of Christian Brothers uh, and was started by a, a friend of mine, Dave Gilbert, uh, who lives on the other side of, of Toronto. And it's really about getting groups of like-minded Catholic gentlemen together. Uh, we start off with, with prayer, decade of the rosary, then we'll do some faith formation work usually watching a, a short video about half an hour and then we'll discuss that you know kind of what we were able to pull out of the the, the faith formation aspect of that uh, and then we finish again with, with prayer and special intentions and then some fellowship you know, when the guys like to, to have a, a beer and just chat for for a little while and what I've heard from that and, and from the, the gentlemen is that when they go out into the greater world, they find it very difficult to be a Catholic gentleman when the world is telling them the complete opposite all the time. Or to sit down in the staff room at lunchtime because the, the conversation just is not faith-filled. It's not there, there isn't that faith aspect in the, the conversation or even for myself, I play at 50 years old. I still play hockey uh, once a week with other, other teachers in the, in the room. Uh, and, and so the conversation in the, in the dressing room is not always faith oriented. Uh, we actually had for a couple of years, the local associate pastor who was new, newly ordained and quite a hockey player. So he would come out and join us. And if you want to hear a locker room conversation change on a dime, you have a priest walk into the room, right? Mm. Uh, and so because that, that ma the worldly masculine context is so very different from the, the, the faith-filled one, there are clusters of Catholic gentlemen that want to come together because they, they feel so alone out in the, in the rest of the world. Uh, and so this is 
kind of been the heart of my, my adult ministry as well the last couple of years is just facilitating these groups, getting them up and running, being the person that sets out the chairs, gets the video ready, make sure the snacks are there, make sure that the conversation keeps keeps going. But again, like you, you've said, it's about these men developing their relationship with one another, but developing their relationship with Christ as well. Thank you for the uh, wonderful work that you're doing there, because it's so important for men to have that uh, fellowship. And what you're fostering is just, uh, it's, it's all about Christ. And, and, and the worldly view, as you said, it's, it's not an, an easy one for, for many Catholic gentlemen to be in that world of uh, secularism and the conversations that they, that they have. Um, so it, it's just beautiful to hear that work and, that you're doing. And I would imagine it's the same on the, the side for the ladies as well. <laughs> so, uh, yes. And, and I hope that there are, there are similar groups as well for the, the ladies to come together too discuss the faith and, and the, the trials and tribulations of being a Catholic lady in these times. Right. Yeah. And I think that's right now, that's where a lot of these online platforms come. And my question for you would be with this pandemic that we're going through, I noticed on your website with the parish mission talks, uh, do you do any of those as an online presence at this time? I haven't, but it's something I've thought about starting to offer yeah. uh, to do that. It's, uh, you know, I always say that the emptier the calendar is, the busier I seem to get. So jugg juggling all, <laughs> all of these things. Uh, so it's something I've thought about offering. Uh, and it really just came out in the last week because uh, in the next few days, next week, I'll be doing a, an in-person retreat at Catholic land, which is in Holland Landing, just North of, of Toronto. Uh, so if you have any Toronto listeners, it's you know, between Newmarket and, and, and Bradford uh, that will give them, it's a, an hour drive from anywhere in the city, it seems. Uh, so we're doing some in-person ones there and it's a beautiful site. Uh, but as I was advertising those through the different Canadian Catholic Facebook groups and people saying, I wish that was closer to here or closer to there. It's just too far. And you know, even someone from the West coast. So you know, to, to, you know, they're, they're out in, in BC. So it'd be the, the equivalent of something being offered where you are in Philadelphia and someone in Seattle saying, Oh, I wish it was closer to, to get to. Yeah. And, and so that's where I've started thinking, well, I, I might start offering to, to do that online um, you know, through any of the different kind of platforms that are that are out there as well, too. Maybe that's a little IKEA moment. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's one of the, oh. I didn't mean to spring that on you, but it no, did no. pop into my own brain. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although those seat cushions are, are starting to push seven, eight years old, so maybe it's time to get some new ones. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. So you do have an events page. Uh, on your website too and yes. uh so love for you to talk a little bit about that so the the events page is just for my way of kind of advertising the 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 different 
events or talks that I've got on the go that are that are coming up. So some of them will seem repetitive because it'll be the same talk that's being given at, at two different places. Uh, so there's the, the events right now that are up there for a, a Catholic land, which uh, August 22nd, I, ha I have one coming up. And then again, towards the end of September, we'll be looking at, so the August 22nd is the David and Goliath, five smooth stones taking on the, uh, the Goliath of our fears. I say we look doing that through humility, wisdom, virtue, courage, and the grace of God. Uh, and then the one in September is putting on the, the armor of God. So looking at the, the what St. Paul gives us as, as far as the, the armor of God and how that is relevant for us and how we can do that in, in our own life today. The other events that are listed up there right now, I've been invited to speak at a parish in Toronto uh, about you know, different things and it's for their their first communion and confirmation parents so we look at prayer in the modern family um, we'll look at who do you say that I am so the questions that Christ asks us how that that draws us into a deeper relationship with him uh, the other one it was a and it's based on a retreat I gave last month in July's uh, a mother's wisdom what Mary says to us through the Gospels uh, which really what Mary says to us in the Gospels can be summed up in her last recorded words. Do whatever he tells you. Right? So there you, you, just got the, you just got the retreat in one line. Do whatever he tells you, and, and it's all good, right? Um, when we look at uh, there, so through the Annunciation, what, what Mary says as, as far as you know, how can this be? And it's okay to question the Lord because your question to, to seek and cooperate with him. Uh, and then the, the final retreat that's on the events page, again, is that Visio Divina, so discovering the Gospels, but through artwork and, and looking at it. And from that one, from the Visio Divina, the, the one picture that I use for the finding of Christ in the temple, uh, that actual picture there, there's just on the, the edge of the picture and outside of the temple, a blind beggar. But you can see the artist has put on this blind beggar's face, just a, an image of pure shining joy because he's listening to the young adolescent Jesus share his wisdom. And if we could all have that, that shining joy when we listen to the words of Christ and, and understand his love for us. Right? And, it, and so it's, picking up these little things as well from the artistic end of things, because not everybody is uh, read off the, off the page kind of learner. That's again, by my teaching background coming out that you, you, it's called differentiated instruction for the, the different kind of learners that are in your classroom. So, so just these different approaches to opening up the, the scriptures for people. So those are, that's kind of what I've got on the go, whether, you know, look at, again, try to get some more of the in-person retreats going, but also offering, especially since right now the, the border between Canada and the United States is, is closed and there isn't the travel back and forth be, between the two countries because of the, the current situation. Like you're saying, offering through a, an online medium would be, would be fantastic as well. So you've given me something to do for the next week <laughs> is to get that together. It had to be the Holy Spirit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 
It, this has just mm -hmm. been awesome. Uh, I really want to encourage people to go to your website. Uh, there is a treasury there. I mean, of all the different things that Robert is doing uh, on catholicmoment.ca. So check it out regarding his book, regarding the events, the blog, uh, and just getting in touch with, with him. So uh, I think it would be a very good idea, especially for those who are uh, really wanting to deepen their relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. It's the right place to go. Yeah, amen. It is. Uh, and Robert, we definitely have to have you back on because uh, you, you just have so much uh, to share with us. I'm sure that so much more that you can really share with us. And uh, thank you so much for, for sharing what you have and, and just so many of the amazing insights. I, uh, I implore our listeners to listen to this a few times. Uh, you know, yes. I, I know that there is a few uh, people out there that listen to our podcasts uh, over and over again. And uh, it's, you know, the same episode over and over again. And this is one that you want to listen to over and over again because there's so much wisdom. There's so much packed into this that uh, you're going to gain from listening to it again because I know I've missed things and I'm you know recording it you know live here and I know I've missed things so I have to go back and be able to listen to uh, some of your wisdom Robert so thank you so much for uh, being here and sharing with us uh, today well, th thank you so very much for having me and thank you so much for what the Holy Spirit is doing through both of you and it and it's really through the, the way that You've guided the conversation that's uh, allowed for me to to let the Holy Spirit work work through me, and that's that's one thing we always need to, to remember and recognize that it's it's not us, it's the Holy Spirit. And if I may, just one one sh quick short story at the end. Uh, I, I also am a lector at, at mass, and I and I read at church. And there's the odd time where I'll get to the end of the reading and go, "Whoa, that that wasn't me." Mm -hmm. I, I could hear my voice. And I could see the word, but that wasn't me, and, and that I was just a reed mm. for the Holy Spirit to to use, um, and, and the Holy Spirit is doing that through both of you, through through your ministry, and uh, if it's the will of God, uh, and if I will cooperate through through myself as well. So thank you so much for having me today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been an amazing pleasure, and as I said, we'll definitely have to have you back on. Uh, Robert, so thank you uh, for, for all that you're doing for the kingdom uh, of God, and uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, thank you, as always, for, for your time and being here and just sharing in this great conversation today. Oh, it's just my pleasure. Thank you, Bill, and thank you, Robert. Please do come back. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Well, folks, this has been an episode of Sowing Hope, and uh, until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Art Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, and the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our ministry. Until next time, keep beating to your Catholic heart, sowing hope into broken hearts. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.
Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.